Welcome to the Daily Takeaway uh, podcast here, Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Oh, sorry to start with such a boring thing. I mean, let's not do it. We won't do it. We won't do it. It's, no, it's no, too no. Boring. It's if, too you've got, if you've got a question for me, I want to hear it. And, you know, we're all a family here on the Daily Takeaway. And, and you know, you've started something. Now. Well, they they, they, they want to know. If you've got a problem, I'm here to help. Well, you, you are you're the, you're the washing machine man. You're the dishwasher and washing machine man. You have a, um, I would say... The appliance king. The, the appli- well, That's more than I would have gone oh, for, okay. but that's fine. Fair enough. But you have a very... I don't, want to say, I don't mean this in the wrong way. You have an intimate relationship with your dishwasher and, and washing machine. That you're, you're fiddling around with it all the time, I'm always fiddling around with it. I'm always cleaning out the filter, hoovering her up. Yeah, love it. Her. Please don't call it that again. So look, uh, we've got a problem. We've got a brand new, fairly new washing machine. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of those ones with all the lights and sounds and all that kind of stuff. But uh, this is as per my other half, Katie's question, because I, I don't know the answer to this. So mm-hmm. I thought I'll ask Richie because he's the washing machine man, the appliance king. Thank you. Uh, the detergent drawer is still full of powder after a wash. It isn't taking any of it. Uh, Katie has washed the drawer. What else could the problem be? And she does caveat that with this is the most boring message in the world, and that's why I was worried about asking it Do right you know now. Know what? Um... I am the appliance king. The appliance king. But I haven't put powder in a washing machine since 1988. <laughs> what, you don't do powder anymore? No, no, no. It's just, I just use the, the little liquid tabs that, that go in the, the drum itself. And then okay. I'll put, put softener in the drawer. But I, I haven't put... I, honestly, not trying to be silly, no, really, no, no, I've no. not put powder in the drawer. And I wonder if it's a brand new washing machine... Whether the the new washing machine has gone, what is this? What is, yeah, it could be. It's like, what the what the hell is this? I'm not trying to be silly, but no, like, no, no. like I, I I feel like the world is is tabs these days. What's your? It's good. It's good that it's moved on because you think about lugging. You know, when we try and get the value pack of the great big washing up washing powder from the supermarket, yeah. it weighs a ton. You know, it must be an easy way of doing this. Maybe we're just missing out on a bit of advancement here. Rather than you go back with that message, would you like me to reply to your KT? Because you've said it's there as a tweet. I'm happy to do that so that you don't... How are you going to phrase what you've just said in a way that won't irk Katie and kind of get with the programme? I haven't put powder in, in a machine since 1988. How are you, how are you phrasing that? <laughs> Do you want to think about it whilst the show's on? I'll let you reply. Okay. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, now, some exciting sporting news, but that's not what this is about. Arsenal fans are very excited today to see their uh, uh, Brazilian star striker, Gabriel Jesus, back in training after four months of injury. Uh, that's the video that has been going around today. Yesterday, he was in another one. Uh, he was caught going out on a driving lesson uh, by one of his teammates, yeah. Jorginho. Uh, and it's an amazing video because when you think of a uh, an international footballing star, they're generally in a very, very high-performance sports car. Um, he's not. He's in some blue little hatchback uh, with the driving instructor in his heavy coat. It's like Dennis Norton, his driving instructor. Clipboard the lot. And you can almost see the embarrassment in his face. He's like, oh no, I've just been been caught going out on a driving lesson uh, and they've seen me in this car. It's such an amazing little video. I imagine, it must be quite stressful though for the driving instructor. You're you're teaching an internationally famous football player to drive. And you think about how much his feet and his legs are worth. Well, Exactly. If you would have a bump or something yeah. like that as well. Aside from the risk of the fact that this guy can't drive and you're thinking about your car, you're responsible for your car, but also him. And if it goes wrong, yeah, the insurance power is massive. It must be petrifying for him. So fair play to the driving instructor. Fair play to him indeed. Does beg the question about being... T 
teaching a famous person to do something. It doesn't have to be a driving lesson. It could be a musical instrument. It could be some kind of hobby. You're the one with the expertise, but the celebrity from another field is wanting your expertise to become better at that thing. I mean, that is going to go straight on his website, that yeah. driving instructor <laughs> that he's he's taught Gabriel, as, as uh, taught Gabriel Jesus how to drive. But, I mean, for me, I mean... Uh, Mel Gedroich, friend of the show, yes. uh, she taught me to sew because we did oh, a sewing well. podcast together. So there you go. That's that's kind of a reverse angle of someone famous teaching someone who's not famous at all to not do sewing. Famous? There's, over, there's a couple of million people that listen to this show. Mel has taught a famous person. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Maybe just in Torbay. <laughs> But uh, but no, I, I've never I, I've never taught anyone to do it. I mean, I've never taught anyone to do anything in my life anyway. To be honest with you, Sally texts. I directed Bobby Davro to the toilets at a pub once. If that counts, do you know what? At this stage, I'll take that. Uh, Charlie is in Exeter and says they're not quite celebrities, but a few years back when working in Greece, I taught MPs at the time Ed Balls and Yvette Cooper to windsurf. What a pair. At the time, I didn't really know who they were, but my parents were very impressed. Uh, Max in Leeds says, I helped Mel B do her online check-in for her storage unit when she moved back to the UK. <laughs> Trying to find out if you've taught uh, you know, a famous person to do something. We've got Paul on the line. Paul, who did you teach? Adam Peaty. So, Adam Peaty, Olympian swimmer, what do you do? Yeah. What did you teach him to do? Are you, are, you, are you a swimmer? No, I'm a driving instructor. Oh. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> teach him to do the front crawl or whatever. <laughs> How to dive in properly. Adam, get, take your head in, mate. You're losing seconds. Surely an Olympian passes first time. Um, yeah, what happened was Adam Peaty had uh, two driving instructors. Myself and somebody else. What, you were working um, in tandem with someone else? How does this work, Paul? No, no, no. What it was was, uh, I think he was a he was junior champion when I uh, first taught him. And uh, then, because um, he was working in, uh, well, he was swimming a lot in Derby. Um, I was working in Utoxta, where he lived. Um, so it was best for him to get another driving instructor over where he was swimming. Yeah. All right, so were you always trying to find out about the other driving instructor? So what, what was Ron saying? Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't bother with that. He's, I think Ron's got that wrong. No, 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 no. We're not that, no I'm not like that. You know, um, it was advised that he, he moved on to another driving instructor over there because he could give him more time. Um, so you had to let him go, a little bit like out of love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. But I'm, I'm still in touch with him. Oh, lovely. Oh, that's nice. What a nice guy. Well, you've played oh, an yeah. important founding part in, in the rest of his career and life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. if you can't Seems drive, you can't swim. That's right. Well, it's yeah. kind of no... Te- there's no legal uh, basis to what Richie's just said, <laughs> but there's still... No, 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 no. Daily Matthew says, I tried to teach Keanu Reeves to play pool. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, turns out Keanu already knew and smashed me. Joe, you know, I play pool uh, a few times in America, and it's not the done thing to snooker people in pool. Oh, isn't it? Which is like half the fun. Exactly. If you're American listening to this, sort your act out when it comes to <laughs> billiards and stuff. Go on. <laughs> Hi to Susan, who says, Guys, a few years ago, I taught Kate Nash to knit at a music festival. <laughs> now, there, now there's a thing. Uh, Ian's hanging on. Ian, uh, what do you do? Um, years ago, I used to do all the display thing that used to do parasailing around the world and around the country. Um... A customer that bought a parachute off of us was Nigel Mantle. And we went over to Monaco, uh, where he had a large yacht and a small speedboat. Well, I say small, not compared to the yacht, it was small. But he wanted to learn to fly a parachute behind the boat. 
you know what? I would have taken Nigel aside and said, look, you've, been, you've had a brilliant Formula One career, incredibly dangerous <laughs> profession you've got. Just, just give it a rest. Take it easy and just do something a bit safe. <laughs> he is no different behind a powerboat steering wheel than he was on the track. <laughs> but what's he like at the end of a piece of string behind a powerboat? He didn't want to go on the parachute. He just wanted to tow the parachute with his poor shipmates and friends at breakneck speed. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Daily Takeaway. We want to defi- definitely and defiantly, uh, definitively, uh, yes. find out uh, what kind of biscuit is the best at being dunked in hot drinks, like cups of tea, that kind of thing. We're calling it the Dunk Index. You guys have been suggesting over the past 24 hours, we've been inundated with different biscuits that you believe to be elite dunkers. We want to get to the bottom of it and find out which is the best. We've shortlisted eight different biscuits that we've put into kind of a World Cup wall chart. Over the next week, uh, Richie and I are going to be playing those biscuits off against each other and dunking them with an incredibly advanced contraption which is a bit of string and a bulldog clip attached to a microphone that's over it, a cup. That's what it looks like, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. It's just it's genuine science. So we're going to start with our first heat this evening, and it's a big one tonight. It's going to be suggested by one of the biscuits, suggested by a celebrity, uh, considering the first hour of the show. Uh, let's welcome to the show international cricket legend, Mr Graham Swan. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be on, boys. Graham, whereabouts are you right now? <laughs> I'm currently in Nottingham City Centre in a McDonald's after smashing my daughter's I basically ran over a drinks bottle and smashed it into a thousand pieces. <laughs> so I've had to come straight to McDonald's to buy a new bottle from next door and then buy a Happy Meal. Wow. Let's face it, that's the only way to make a child happy. Amazing. So this is just one big dad fail that you're dealing with today, Graham. <laughs> it's ridiculous, I know. Well, oh, well, there we well, go. Well, let's put things on a positive slant, Graham. You got in touch with us because you were so passionate about a biscuit that you love dunking that you wanted it part of our uh, Dunk Index uh, feature that we're running over the next couple of weeks. Tell us which biscuit is that you're so passionate about. It's the only dunker. It's the only biscuit worth putting in your tea, and it's a shortbread finger. Shortbread I mean, finger? It's got the length, it's got the girth, it's got the weight needed for a good cup. So you can hold it in there for a good 20 seconds oh. without ever, ever worrying that it will fall off in the bottom of your tea. It's just the king of dunkers. That's uh, a good point. Is it, are you saying that uh, during your, your, your time playing, was this the, uh, the, the biscuit of choice in the England dressing room or was this just a swan <laughs> choice? <laughs> You've got to remember that, that cricket is a very upper-middle-class game. We used to get biscuits that were like fruit shrewsbury's and things like that. <laughs> biscuits you just do not find in your normal biscuit tin. So I'm, I'm, I'm from a northern working-class background, so I always went for the shortbread finger, and it never let me down. You, you always brought your own short... Smuggled them in, in, in your, your Dunlop <laughs> yeah, exactly. sports bag, I imagine. Uh, so you're, you're, you're up against... Your biscuit is up against uh, Richie's uh, chocolate rounds. So yes, how do you feel about that? Where do you stand on the Fox's chocolate rounds? I'm telling you, if Fox's chocolate round goes in my cup of tea, you're out of my house, sunshine. Whoa. What's, your, what's the, your beef the with the it? Chocolate, the chocolate melting into the tea, I'm sorry, it's just not Christmas. Look, Christmas Graham, is all about the shortbread tin. You've, you've come on to extol the shortbread <laughs> finger. I don't want to turn this into a roast, but you should know as a cricketer, a, a round shape is strength. A finger gets broken, and that's what's going to happen to your shortbread finger. Oh, you know, they, they made the wheel out, out of a wheel. They didn't make it out of a finger. <laughs> I'm confident. There is no way you can trash talk me out of my, out of my belief that a shortbread finger holds the key to to life's glories, I reckon. Fantastic. Well, what a contest for the for the opening heat, the first quarter final of the Dunk Index. We will be dunking Graham Swan's shortbread finger next. Oh. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.
We're using science to find the answer to life's big questions here on Home Time. We're trying to find out what is the best dunking biscuit in the world. Uh, tonight, it's quarterfinal one. Graham Swan's shortbread fingers versus Richie's chocky rounds. We'll get to them in a second. Louis tweeted to say, I'm predicting a Foxes versus Hobnob final with a Foxes win. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> We're about to uh, dunk Graham's uh, shortbread finger. Uh, he did, did an incredibly rousing speech about it earlier on, phoning in from that McDonald's in Nottingham. But the thing is, that makes no difference because what happens, what's being measured here, is the science. The passion is 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 to be commended, but it's worthless. I feel like this is you know in those boxing matches where the pre-match is just overstep the mark between you two. <laughs> yeah. So Richie, can you please talk the people through the the dunk index and how it works? Uh, so if the biscuit lasts between naught to five seconds in there, it will be given a dunk index of one. Six to ten seconds, a dunk index of two. 11 to 15, a dunk index of 3. 16 to 24, and anything above 21 seconds, a dunk index of 5. The strongest measure possible. We've got one of the microphone arms of the studio here. Our boss Paul will be over the moon with this. We've tied some string to it, uh, and then a bulldog clip from Richie's office. We've attached that to, to the biscuit, and we're going to lower that into a hot cup of tea. Should we do this? Let's do this. And we'll time it. Here we go. Okay, so it's. Uh, I'm lowering it down. Once it's in the water, the stopwatch will start. Just uh, appears the stopwatch is just locked. Oh no, here we go. Here okay, nice. <laughs> all good. It's all live, guys. Here we go. It's lowering down and it's in. Science, folks. Pure, pure science. The the uh, the shortbread finger is submerged. Past five seconds. How's it looking in terms of its structure? You can see uh, it's still together. Past ten seconds, you can see the moisture is making its way up the shortbread finger. Fifteen seconds, and it's still tr- structurally correct. Graham will be happy with this so far. It's now over twenty seconds, which means it has the strongest possible <laughs> dunk index. What a start! Wow, a di of five. A di of five will now leave that clock running just in case and see how long it goes. Could be a world record. But it's up against it now. The fox. Is round, isn't it? That's right, and the Fox's round is next. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Home time on a Wednesday night with Bush and Richie. Love the two messages that have just come into the studio. Can't believe I've put the gritting of Lancashire's ro- Lincolnshire's roads and public buildings on hold to listen to two daft lads dunk biscuits on the radio. <laughs> and Sam says, I can't believe that I'm actually sitting on the edge of my chair waiting to see what biscuit wins. Pretty certain that as radio shows go, this is the most random and I love it. So that's, we appreciate you going with us on this. That's praise, isn't it, I think? That is high praise. Someone else has said, though, uh, has Richie really got an office? Which is a good point as yes, well. Yes, I do have an office, yes. We've, we've borrowed the bulldog clip for it. Welcome to uh, the, the other half of the first quarterfinal of the Dunk Index. Uh, we've just heard Graham Swan's shortbread finger dunk for over 50 seconds, giving it a DI, a Dunk Index rating of 5. 5.0. Yeah, 5 is the highest that it can get. Actually went on for 59 seconds uh, on the clock. So, uh, for those of you that are keeping uh, keeping score at home, uh, the biscuit that I've put forward is the other one in this heat tonight. It's called a final, the, uh, the chocolate round. Uh, You're getting a bit of stick online for this. Jamie has just emailed to say, as biscuit connoisseurs, I assume you already know this, but a chocolate round isn't actually a biscuit for dunking. A proper dunking biscuit has tiny little holes in them, like digestives or rich tea, which prevents it from dripping once you've removed it from the dunk. Therefore, chocolate rounds lack the holes, meaning they aren't intended for dunking. Uh, I didn't catch the gentleman's name. What was his name? His his name is Jamie. Jamie, you're a fool. (laughs) Uh, Because in the middle of a chocolate round is... A hole. It's a good point. It's just one For big it's hole. It's just one big hole. That's what it is. It's a rat. Oh, my, right. He's embarrassed himself. Here we go. Let's dunk it in. Three. The hot tea. Two. One. And there she goes. Uh, if you've just joined us, uh, microphone, bit of string on it, bulldog clip from Richie's office attached to the biscuit. Already past five seconds. 
The chocolate uh, seems to be melting quite uh, prolifically from here. The outer casing's coming off. Yeah, that is the protective casing. It's not even touched the biscuit yet, which is what's going to give us the integrity of a strong biscuit. It's now over 20 seconds, so it's got the same dunk index as Swanee's your shortbread finger. Sh- shortbread fingers. Which is a maximum of five. What we'll now do is hang around for another 30 <laughs> seconds uh, to see if it beats 59 seconds, therefore putting it through to the semi-final. Do stay with us for this. Do stay with us. Another 20 seconds... Never tried to comment on a uh, commentate on a on a damp biscuit. Uh, but I, it's it's going well so far, isn't it? I have to say, as I report, there's very little visibly changed to the biscuit because it's so strong. I feel like this first quarter final is is a battle between two quite chunky biscuits, isn't it? I mean, Three, when we get when we get to the UHT, one. We have a winner. We have a winner. It has beaten Graham Swan's shortbread finger and goes through to the next round, the semi-final. Uh, we dunk again, my friends, tomorrow and watch out on Twitter for the videos. This is The Daily Takeaway. As you will have heard, uh, we're trying to get your view on what is the greatest guitar anthem of all time. And it's a hell of a question. And I think uh, in a way of kind of underlining uh, how important guitars are to us, because sometimes you can take them for granted a little bit, what we're going to be doing over the course of the next week or so on Home Time is taking the guitar away from your favourite tracks and then making you realise, my God, how important they are. Exactly. So what we're going to do, we're going to play you a song that in a nightmare scenario we've taken the guitars and the bass away from, and you've got to guess what it is. But there's, a, there's an incentive, isn't there, Richie? There is indeed, because it is our midweek games night. Uh, the correct answer will win you a home-time tea towel. We had people offering us loads of money for them at the car boot sale. Sought after us, what the phrase was invented for. Limited amount left, it's midweek games night. Let's see if you can guess what this song is, and we have taken the guitar and the bass out of it. A nightmare world where guitars no longer exist. Sounds like band practice. <laughs> right then, get your ears around that. What are you thinking? If you think you know what it is, text us now. 8, 12, 15, text your answer. Text obviously costs 50p in your standard message rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8, 12, 15, text us your answer. You could be winning a home-time tea towel. Let's see if anyone can work it out. Who's this? It's Mike in London. How are you doing? We're good, Mike. Hey, Mike, how are you, how's your day been? Yeah, all good, thank you. All good. Just uh, just left the office, was listening to you guys before I left work and, and heard the competition. Thought, uh, I know that one, so I thought I'd get involved. You sound confident. Please tell us what song you think it is we've destroyed the guitars from. I thought it was uh, Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis. Mike, I have to tell you that so did probably on average around about 95% of the rest of the audience as well. Yeah. But unbelievably, it is not. <gasps> <laughs> He's so, so shocked, he's pixelated. <laughs> the search goes on. Hello, it's Bush and Richie here. Who's this? This is Dan. How are you, mate? We're good, good. Dan. Dan, how's your, how's your night been all right so far? It has. I've just finished cooking tea. Oh, please, oh, tell us what you're having, Dan. Come on. We, we had a sausage roll at chips and peas. Oh, oh. that sounds like my perfect meal. <laughs> sausage roll, <laughs> chips and beans or peas? It's- Peas. There's got to be a condiment there somewhere, otherwise it is sounding a little bit dry. A little bit dry, followed with tomato sauce. Okay. Oh, perfect. Oh, I'd, I'd mix that up with, maybe tomorrow night, try beans with that. I think that would work. <laughs> I'd go oh, no, mayonnaise. The, the kids don't like it. The kids don't like beans. Sorry, Richie just missed that. Richie suggests mayonnaise. With mayonnaise for the chips, yeah. Not mayo for me. Mayo for me. OK. Well, maybe you guys can you can stay on afterwards and chat about it a bit further. Not anyway, what we're here for, is not it, Not what though? we're here for. Uh, Dan, what is the song? 
It is We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. I'm not, I don't think I'm familiar with that. It's a good suggestion, and I'll never forget watching Twisted Sister for the first time ever on Top of the Pops oh, on my no. nan, but it's not right. Oh, no, I wanted that tea towel. Never mind. Wash up that plate of uh, dry dinner, <laughs> eh? Well, all right, guys. Take care, Dan. <laughs> all right, then, bye-bye. Uh, it's Bush and Richie from Home Time. Who's this on the line? Uh, this is Dave. Dave, have you, uh, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not so bad, thank you. Yourselves? We're very, very good. Where are you calling in from? Uh, Middlesbrough. Nice. Uh, Middlesbrough. It's not proved as easy as people think to identify mm. this particular track. But Dave, what is your guess? Um, I believe it to be "Holiday" by Green Day. "Holiday" by Green Day is the correct answer. Well done. Oh, fantastic! I've been coveting one of these tea towels for some time. Did you say coveting cover- <laughs> or cuddling? <laughs> <laughs> It's what everyone says. They've been proven to be more popular than our boss thought. And, Dave, you are the latest recipient. Fantastic. Brilliant. What a Wednesday night you've had, my friend. I don't know where I'm going to go from here, to be honest. It's uh, very exciting for me. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So thank you very much for being with us for this edition of the Daily Takeaway. Um, a lot of people, I'm sure, have struggled to move on from uh, the little session we had with uh, me, the Appliance King, at the beginning of the episode. The Appliance King, trademark. According to the industry watchdog White Goods Help, what a pla- website that must placing be. the powder into the drum is all right to do if that doesn't dissolve properly in the drawer. The advice not to overload the machine, as this is because detergent may get trapped inside laundry and be unusable to disperse properly. Powder into the drum? Powder into the drum? Right into the drum. That's like, uh, that's sacrilege, that, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's... That's not right. But that's no. where all the action takes place, isn't it? That's where all the turning stuff goes. That's where all the water goes. Oh, it's a good point. I mean, you, it does make you think existentially about why are we being forced to put it in the little tray? What's the point what of the tray? Gets to cut out the middleman. Stick it all in there. They've obviously, someone who invented dishwashers and washing machines or whatever, they've obviously got like maybe a brother-in-law that does the tray. <laughs> and they've just cut him in. All right, well, well you do your trays. <laughs> we'll make sure they have to put it in there. Yes. But now we're cutting out the middleman. And there'll be another edition of The Appliance Appliance King King. next week.